It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. So, look, go to my website. You'll be able to check out all the upcoming dates. 
it's time to get this show completely underway. When I come back, when I come back, we're gonna we're gonna talk to one of the coldest people ever to grab a mic for any reason. Y'all stay right there. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. What's up, everybody around the world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter at Rodney Perry, and for all of your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry with no spaces to four one four one one. Again, to stay up to date, text Rodney Perry with no spaces to 41411. All right, y'all. It's time to, to get it in now. Now, I'm a comedian. I, I've been doing comedy for forever, you know, 20-plus years, I guess. I'm I'm really an old bastard right now. But the thing about being a comedian for me personally is that not only do I tell jokes, but I love people that tell jokes. I love comedians. I love people that, that make people laugh. And today, we get the chance to talk to one of those guys, one of the coldest comics ever to touch a mic. Not only, I mean, I, I, I look at this guy as like the five deadly penalties. You know, he can go flat-footed and just bust you with jokes, you know what I'm saying, or he can hit you with impressions, or he can, you know, he can act. He, you know, he's he doing all. Ladies and gentlemen, l- l- enough of my banter. Show some love as he come to the Roddy Perry Live microphone. Mr. Dean Edwards is in the building. What's up, y'all? All the way live with Rodney Perry. Did I get it right? <laughs> that was real cool. I'll try, try to hit the vocals, man. I heard that intro. I said, that's when you know you're official, when you, when you have your own theme music. All the way live. Wait, Dean, was somebody sing your name? That's when you know you're official, man. Somebody singing your name, you won. A grown yeah. man sings your fucking name. You are doing right, like, it. Right, you didn't have you didn't have like Rodney Perry and the Perryettes. You had a grown dude sing your name. He added the vibrato. His, his yeah, hand was like all the way live, Rodney Perry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my man Marcus Mason for hooking it up for me, man. Awesome, awesome cat, man. He said, Rod, I got something for you. I was like, oh, I'm using that. You can forget that. That's going to be on every episode. So, yeah, right, yeah. Right. shout hold out up, to Marcus Mason. And, and he, vol- he volunteered it for you, right? You didn't ask him. He just said, Rodney, I got something for you. That's when you know you're official, man. If if you yeah, needed man. it, if you if you went to him and, and you would just try to start something off, he, every time you call him, or uh, you run into him, he'd be like, "Yo, Rodney, don't, don't. I, I'm gonna get that to you. Like, hey, come on, Marcus, and you said you're gonna give me that music. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. But, but when you're official, they put it out there. Hey, Rod, I, I got something for him, man. I think you're gonna like this. Man, I, I want to first of all, I want to thank you for coming on the show today, man. I'm a like I said at the top, I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours. I've, I've been a fan for a long time. Always a stand-up guy. Uh, uh, and, and really just a really solid performer, man. I, I like people, the comedians I like put on like a show. What, t- talk to me about what what's it like for Dean Edwards when you're putting your show together? Oh, man, I mean, just I think like everybody else uh, that, that gets on the mic, man, it starts with a, with an idea, you know. Um, I, I'm looking at chasing, you know, I think we all – you look at people out there and you look at what lane they're in and my whole thing, I started with Eddie Murphy. I saw Eddie Murphy's delirious and I said I said, That's what I wanna do and I also knew I had similar similar gifts and tools as far as the art of mimicry and being able to imitate people and also, you know, I could sing a little bit. And and so I look at that lane, I'm like, Okay, well that's 
Eddie Murphy and and uh, and Jamie Foxx are in that lane. So I'm chasing what they do, and I'm I'm like, okay, I'm striving to to be as great as they are with with the tools they have. You know, then then uh then when when it comes to the process, I mean, you know, we we start off joking by by clowning around with our friends, with our peers, you know, and and right. Robbie and I, we've known each other since since uh, I think my first year on SNL, that was two thousand and one. So yeah, from that, now. you yeah. know, any anytime I would see, because Rodney goes all in. Uh, for the people, for the two people that are listening <laughs> to this show that do not know what you do on stage, man, because Rodney, what I always appreciated, even though you lost weight, I don't know if you and Monique on the same diet because y'all both like on this. <laughs> here we try, y'all try to get your sexy on, and, right. and I saw you, I saw you a couple weeks ago. Um, we we both did chocolate Sundays uh, out in L.A. and we both put our foot in them. But Rodney, yes, we did. Yes, it, we did. You, you commit your whole body. You know what I mean? Like Rodney leaves nothing on the field, and so or leaves it all on the field. And so when I see somebody like yourself, that inspires me to say, you know, that's what I got to do. Because because we all run in a, a, a marathon, you know, against ourselves. Yeah. A lot of a lot of uh, creative creative cats that don't get it think they're competing with the next man. Now you competing with yourself, man. So every time I get on stage. I'm 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 working on. I never try because Yoda and Mr. Miyagi said there is no try. Just do or do not. You know. So when I go on a lot, I'm 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 doing my best to outdo whatever I did last time. You know. And I and so I just got I just landed from Egypt. I was wow. in Egypt uh, since so so when uh when when they said you know um you you gonna do Rodney's show I was like of course I want to do a Rodney's show. You know. I'm 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 my my clock is all messed up. You know, I'm, I'm all kind of out of that. Yeah, you have, you but, have um, no idea what day it is. Right. So I, I, put it this way. I left last Tuesday evening and got in Wednesday afternoon and trying to discipline your children via Skype when it's when it's uh, 4 a.m. <laughs> your time, you know, right. I was like, you know, I'm going to tap out. Y'all win. Yeah, I, I got nothing for you, man. Y'all got daddy today. Exactly. Exactly. I'll be daddy when I return. Exactly, hey, man. You, you. Um, uh, let, let's talk about this, man. Um, Dean Edwards, the impressionist, and this is what's important to me. And this is one of the reasons why I don't do a lot of impressions is because I think you have to completely nail the impression, not just the voice, but the whole essence of that person. When I watch you do impressions, you completely nail the essence of the person. Well, what's that process like for you? Well, you know, once again, I, you know, I'm looking at like when Eddie, when Eddie did Delirious and he did Mr. T. Uh, you know, you saw Mr. T because he had his mannerisms and his voice. When he did Michael Jackson, um, it wasn't just Eddie Murphy doing Michael Jackson. You looked at him and you said, "Wow, that is how Michael moves," and he's very, you know, quiet and shy. And so it's not just the voice. So uh, when I was on SNL, I knew I, I knew how to do him, but watching uh, Daryl Hammond, who uh, his office was across from mine, he used to just get tapes. And back this this how 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 long ago it seems he got videotapes and would just do research. And so I, I when when I saw that I said, well that's what I always did. I was, when you do an impression, don't sit there. So everybody out there that's always said, yo, I want to do an impression. Don't watch a movie and say, yo, I'm gonna I want to do an impression of that person. Watch an interview. Yeah. So like like coming up, I had I used to record if I if I dug you. I would record you. So with, like, say, a Denzel, which everyone loves, 
I would I would record Denzel just because I'm a fan, and just from watching him, I'm watching you know the not only his voice. I'm not just listening to his voice, but I'm watching uh, the way he uses his hands and uh, everything he does is very pointy. He, he points a lot, you know, and then right. and his mouth his mouth gets a little jolly and it hangs down a little and things like Tracy Morgan his mouth hangs even lower. You know, he's not just hanging low, Rodney. You know how that goes. You know, when you get around someone, and so you get the nuances. you got to find the nuances, not only of their voice and their vocal inflections, but uh, but of whatever they're doing. Chris Rock points a lot with his hands. He uses his yeah. hands, but he doesn't point with his fingers. He points with his hands, you know. Very true. Very true. So, you you brought it up. You mentioned Saturday Night Live, man. Uh such huge foot, footsteps to be in as a as as the black guy on Saturday Night Live. You know, uh, we can go back to Garrett Morris. We can go to Eddie Murphy, and and then you get that opportunity. What's it like the first day when you walk on that stage? Oh man, well the the, the very first time I walked on the stage was uh was you know with uh most TV shows you got a screen test and so. My first time actually going to the uh, to the studio, it was it was, it was kind of surreal because you know you you go to the studio and they're like okay you you sit in the dressing room all day and uh, waiting for your chance to to you know test and and you know I think I, I was last in line out of probably fifteen people and I, I remember Kev was there Kev Hart was there and uh, we spoke briefly but we didn't get a chance because he he had to get his head right you know so by the time I'm right. going in. I'm just thinking. I remember uh, Murphy was saying that when when he auditioned, everybody they they were auditioning everybody black that had ever done anything in Hollywood. And so he said the part, a lot of he, the thing he saw with a lot of those guys was they they were extremely nervous and like mm-hmm. they're gonna be great. And I gotta I gotta. And he said he just went and had fun. And so that's why I just kept telling myself, make sure you have fun. So when I saw the okay. uh, when they oh, when they opened the studio doors to 8H. I just kept saying to myself, man, just enjoy it, have have fun, enjoy the moment, and uh, whatever it is. And then I just I turned it on, and uh, and next thing you know, a week later, uh, they they said, um, you know, I won, <laughs> and I had it. So it was it was a it was a great great opportunity experience. And then the first time when we were actually doing the show um, mm-hmm. was uh, was in the in the aftermath of nine eleven. My first episode was. Uh, was SNL's first first show back after nine eleven, the season premiere. Wow. Uh, yeah, so that that was uh, you know, it was it was interesting because my first day of work was actually supposed to be September eleventh. My first, my literally, wow. I went to a I went to a concert. I went to um the Michael Jackson thirtieth anniversary concert was on September tenth, and um and I'm all excited. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to to have this to talk about on my first day back. <laughs> You know, my first day of meeting, you know, Will Ferrell and and, uh, and Tina Fey and the whole crew, and okay. um, and and so uh, I'm sitting uh, waiting for that, and then that morning, I, I can see the towers from my from my uh, bedroom window in Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn, and so you know, no one knew what was going on the first off the first tower, and the second one hit, and I was like, oh man, you see the call on the TV saying we're under attack. And so uh, at that point, you know, as nervous as I was, I, um, I, hold up. 
Okay. The, the, as nervous as I was, the, the main thing going through my mind, it sounds selfish looking back, but I was like, does this mean I, I don't have a job anymore? You know? <laughs> right, so, uh, right, 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 right. Yeah, you know. And so so once that happened, uh, maybe an hour or two later, they called and um, and and they said, uh, yeah, you know what, um, we're, we're going to postpone work today. And uh, I think we started back. The following week, you know, because um, it, you know, it was this terrible tragedy. And then right. the first show, the first show, I think we were more so more concerned with not not necessarily putting. I mean, you want to put on the funniest show, but we also, you know, we had Giuliani, mayor of New York, was on, and we had the firemen and the and the police officers. They still have wow. dust from the towers on their uniforms. Alicia Keys is my first. That's still my baby. You know what I mean? Like Alicia yeah, Keys. Right, right, right. <laughs> people, people always to this day say, well, who's your favorite host and who's your favorite music artist? I said, well, our first show was Alicia Keys and Reese Witherspoon, so no one else compares because we all were sort of, it was, Alicia was just starting to blow up. Reese was just starting to blow up. It was my first time, you know, getting such a large opportunity. And, uh, and yeah, man, we, 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 we put it to him. I was in like four sketches. I had to do Chris Tucker, and uh, yeah, it was. I, I had a blast, man. Right, man, man. It's, it's got to be. A, a, I, I can only imagine what what that must be like. I mean, one, said you're in the shadows of, you're in the shadows of um, 9/11, and yeah. not only that, you're also in the footsteps of of, of great comics that have you, and you're going on there and 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 performing and doing Chris Rock. What the? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah you know what? You, you, you never have time to really be nervous because the, the, the whole SNL process, any live television show, or even taping the live, like y'all did Monique's, you really didn't have right. time, I, I imagine, when you do a Monique's show because it was a daily show. You didn't have time to both to think enjoy about it, it. Or, or even think about it because yeah. while, you're, while you're steady focusing on this episode, Right when it's time to celebrate, you gotta start preparing for the next episode. And so that's how as the know was, man. You sitting there, it's a six day a week job where you know you start on Monday where you're pitching the host, and Tuesday you're writing, Wednesday you're you're doing the table read, Friday, Thursday, and Friday you're running rehearsals, and things are getting cut and changed and rewritten, and then they're getting cut and changed and rewritten on on Saturday afternoon through rehearsals, and you do a uh, dress rehearsal show in front of a live audience on Saturday evening at 8 o'clock, and that show would end at, like, say, 10, 10.30, and the live right. show got to go at 11, at 11.30. So, you know, there was no time. You just you were so focused wow. on making sure it hit me a marks, and you didn't want to be the person that, that flubbed or messed up or, or didn't read the cue cards properly, so you didn't even have time. And, and most people think, like, after after parties were always funny because, you, you know, you have your friends or your family with you, and they're all excited. I'm just tired. I'm sitting there like, man, I, I, got, I, got, I got this one this one schedule that I've been working on all week on, but, dang, I didn't get those other two on, or that one got cut. But I don't right. even have time to really enjoy the moment or be uh, upset about a moment because, okay, now what am I going to do? Next week when Matt Damon is on, or you know, and, and that's yeah. and that's that's a process. And, and you look, you know, it's, it's the best preparation for any other gig in Hollywood because you know, right after or during while you're you're working on the show, if, if you're fortunate enough to do any other television or film, uh, you're on a film set and you're saying, and they give you your, you know, what your lines are, and you're like, 
hold up, so you know I'm gonna get cut at the last minute because of time. Yeah. And like, nah, oh, this, I'm is, good. this is what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know? I got this. Right, yeah, right, I would, right. I would imagine that was that was probably like being in comedy college or like a like a comedy exactly. master's class because exactly. I mean the process alone prepares you for so much in the future. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like after doing that, everything else is is, is taken. People. Even if people don't watch the show, they know the show's history, and so they they're like, okay, well, this person not only was chosen by one of the best uh, talent teams in, in the history of uh, television, but he also uh, got the flex on that show, so he ha- he knows how to hit his mark. He or she knows how to hit his mark, and so we know we're dealing with someone that that also not only knows how to deliver the funny, but knows how to write and. Knows, uh, you know, production and production value and all that, man. That's just, just like you said, comedy college. That's the best way to put it. And, and you're, and you're, 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 you're. Every time you're walking into on the 17th floor, you're looking going towards your uh, office. They have every cast member's headshot. So every day, I'm looking at Eddie Murphy and Chevy Chase and Jim, uh, John Belushi and Jim Belushi too. Wow. You know, and everybody. Yeah. And and so that that inspires you, makes you. You know, anytime you feel like you're gonna slack off, you're like, ah, right, you know what? Uh, I'm seeing Chris Rock every day, and he, this dude is like the 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 sharpest stand-up comic out for pretty much the last ten, fifteen years. So I got to step my game up, you know, as a stand-up or as as well, my characters. Okay, uh, uh, Mike Myers is is on the walls, and damn, this this dude was great with the Austin Powers and Shrek movies. So I got to step my game up, you know. All right, now now let's talk stand up, man. You you're you're one of the best stand ups that, that's out there performing right now. And even yes, while you're on yes. SNL, you yes. never stop you never stop performing. You never uh, stop doing stand up. Talk talk to me about what stand up comedy is for you, man. Man, stand up is a calling, bro. You know, I mean, this whole entertainment thing to me has been a calling, but stand up. Somebody said to me last week. Uh, we, while we were in Egypt, somebody said, "Yeah, man. I mean, we getting paid ridiculous money." And I, I think I, I did a talk. We did five shows. I did fifteen minutes per show, and the money that they have in the Middle East and in Africa is it's, ridiculous. It's The money and the way they treated me over there made me say, "Man, I don't need none of these clubs." Back home, what you doing? You know, right, right, <laughs> but right, right. for a split second. So one of the cats, he said, "Man, he said, I ain't gonna lie. If I if I did one of these per month, I'd be I wouldn't do any, I wouldn't go on the road, blah blah blah." And I looked at it. He said, "What about you?" And I said, "I ain't gonna fuck, man. I would. I I I fiend for this. It's a, it's, a, it's like an addiction, man. Every every yeah. time I get on stage, um, I'm I'm thinking of the very first time I got on stage back in um." Back in February '92, and that feeling, and I remember that feeling so so vividly, man. It was just, I, it, it's 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 better than the, the first time you had sex, even if the first time you had sex was was all that, you know. And mine was. However, um, the first time I got on stage, man. Yeah, the first time I was on stage, it was I was in college. It was we we did an Apollo night, and uh, and to have and to have you know you know three four hundred people. Uh, you know, responding to me the way they were responding, I said, man, I got, I need that again. And so every time I'm on stage, it's like I'm chasing that initial fix, that first hit. You know, and yeah. uh, and so now I can't, I, I, I don't care how much success I have, television or film wise, I got, I got to get on stage. You know, and because also, um, I box, and so I know when 
when you haven't been in the ring for a while or you haven't worked out for a mm-hmm. while. Ray Russ, yeah, that Russ. You, you, you feel it. You're rusty and your jab's off. And so that's why I admire, you know, everyone from, from Chappelle to Rock who just will pop in. You know, you haven't seen them um, on television or film, but they stay stay sharp on that stand-up stage because when you stay away too long, it's, it's hard to get back on. It's hard to get your footing. Hey, man, this is Rocky Perry. You're tuned in to Rocky Perry Live. We're talking to Dean Edwards, actor, comedian. The boy does it all February 92. What that said to me is that, man, you are not – it wasn't no accident you getting on Saturday Night Live. It wasn't no accident, you know. I I think a lot of times us as comedians, you know, we we wallow in obscurity for a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, if you yeah. listen to me and you and you see a comedian that you like, he's probably well, been doing it in excess of ten years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you man, know? yeah. That's you know, I mean, look, look, look at like Kev. Kev is hot now, but Kev's been out there since um since what ninety seven, ninety eight. You know, like Kev well, maybe before and, that. Yeah. I, I know, I know, he was around before that because yeah. we did comic view together in like yeah, yeah. two thousand. Right, right, right. Something like that. Yeah, man. So as you put it, you put in the work just for people to say, "Oh, he's an overnight success." You're like, "Nah, dog. I've, I've been out here for a long time." And uh, it's I, like I just I, I went to get a haircut about an hour ago, and I'm driving through downtown Brooklyn. I think for uh, for black comics specifically, what what helps us, we get a lot of hood love, even even if we're not getting the Hollywood yeah. love, you get yeah. hood love. So I'm, I'm at a stoplight. And I was climbing with my daughters in the car, and I see these young cats uh, at the bus stop, and I just hear, yo, ain't you that actor, dude? I said, oh, yeah, what's up? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, you're a comedian. You was a comedian, son. I seen you, yo, you're a funny mo-. You know, I'm like, hey, he's, he's yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> but but we, we, get, we get hood love first, and they always say that. They say fame comes first and then the money, you know, and yeah. I've been fortunate enough. I think we all make wonderful, comfortable livings. Um, mm-hmm. But in the meantime, in between TV and film, that stage ain't going nowhere, man. And so I, I stay on that stage because it's, it's always going to be there for me, you know. And, and, and until, until like, like we have, like, Vidius is, is has, we're in, like, week number five of Vidius on TV One. And that's cool, but I'm just using that as a platform to, to get my, keep my face out there so that when people say, yo, what you got, what you, what you doing? I'm like, well, I got this show on, uh on TV One called Vidiot that's doing well. We have a guy code on MTV and MTV2, you know, and and you always see me um, on Comics Unleashed. So it's, it's all about keeping your face out there in the meantime. Hey, y'all, this is Roger Perry. You're tuning in to Roger Perry Live. We're talking to my man, Dean Edwards. Check out his website. He's at deanedwards.net. And tweet him, man. Holler at his Twitter. He's S-I-M, Dean Edwards. Man, we yeah. gotta we gotta talk about videos before I, before I let you go, man. I, yeah. I think yeah. this show is ridiculous. It's it's so funny, and I've been yeah. looking for somebody that looks like me to have a talking head show, to have this right. show. And and right. I, I love how you cover it, man. Uh, talk to me about the show, and uh and, and then what what should we see in the future? Yeah, man, um, you know, a video um, actually happened uh, back in December. I was actually shooting a pilot for BET, and my, my manager called. was like, yeah, uh, TV One wants to offer you this show. 
And I had actually been pitching a show similar to that to a couple of other networks. So when they mm-hmm. came through it, they said it's going to be a, a green screen talking head show where we just have clips via YouTube or the Internet. Because everybody wants their 15 minutes of fame lately, you know, in the last right. five years. With YouTube uh, becoming more prevalent and people emailing clips to their friends, uh, Logan Wolf uh, Productions, they said, you know what, we're going to do this show. Um, they, they found me. They recognized, remembered me from uh, different stand-up shows, the town coordinator, T. Smith, and, uh, and we made it happen, man. We did 13 episodes, and, I mean, I guess the best thing, to, it's sort of like taking America's Funniest Videos uh, and mixing it in, in uh, Blender with the soup, and uh, yeah. and Toss Point Oh, you know, and and so it's because all of those shows are very similar. It's, it's uh, somebody just commenting, and um, and I think I think you know I'm I'm a funny cat. I could add something funny to because someone hit me on Twitter recently. They said, "Y'all I've seen these clips before." I said, "Yeah, but you ain't seen them with with what what I'm doing with yeah. it." You yeah, know? you ain't seen this, homie. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. You know, and 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 I told them, I said, you know what, I. I didn't, because they were like, yeah, you said this was a new episode. It wasn't new. I said, I said, hey, man, you you may have seen them clips. You ain't never seen me doing it, you know. And so yeah. that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm taking the clips and finessing them with, uh, with, with my style and my swag, man, and, uh, and it's been going well. We, uh, we're on, right now we're on on Saturdays at noon Eastern time, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific. So that's early if you're on the West Coast, set your DVR and watch it. Uh, but, yeah, it's been, it's been going well, man. We've had clips. Anything from uh, from a, a dude that's licking his boot uh, on on the subway to to a little you saw that was to a little turtle yeah. making love to a boot. Um, people that don't know how to park. Uh, you see, a, we've had a lot of gymnasts on the uh, on the show. Gymnast fails where like these these cats that are into gymnastics, they they don't nail the dismount the way they want it, but they nail the dismount perfectly for for what we want. You know. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been it's been funny and it's it's a fun show, man. I, I've been having a blast doing it, and you know, hopefully enough people respond. Y'all can check out uh, some of the clips on uh, on TV One TV. You can hit my fan page on Facebook up, or like like Rodney said, hit me up on Twitter at I A M Dean Edwards. Uh, looking at you know, I'm, I'm on stages. I'm at uh, Levity Live Upstate New York at the end of this month. And uh, Riot Act in D.C. Uh, in June, you know, check out my website if you want to check out the dates. And, and come on out. And if, if not, then I'm, I'm, I'm staying in the grind in the lab, writing more jokes and, and looking forward to sharing more stages with Rodney Perry. We only get, we only on stage like once a year, and it's usually when we both happen to be at Cali at the same time. Exactly, man. It, that's the that's the one of the things about becoming like a quote unquote headliner is you very seldom get to work with your peers. You know, right. so you know, it's you know, you know when we see man. each other in the airport. We and see I, each other in the oh, airport. Oh snap! No, you had it. I'm going blah blah blah. You going yeah, absolutely. Right, right, right. And well, that feels good because you know we working. Exactly. Working is a win. Working is a win. Uh, I, I, well, last thing I want to cover with you, man, I, I thought I thought this was awesome as I read your bio, and I didn't notice about you. And there, first of all, there are a lot of comedians with military backgrounds, you know, whether they did, you know, a long time or a short time. I was in the Navy for eight years, and you were in the Army Reserves. Yeah, yeah, man, I did, I did my 
six years. I um I actually went into basic training and when I came out of boot camp, uh Desert Storm has started. How crazy is that? I I and went we in were, just... we were in during the same time, dude. We were in during yeah. the same time. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, wow. but fortunately, you know, we're both still here, still still chasing the dream, making the dream happen, living the dream. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, 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 I, I can't get you off this phone without talking to some of your alter egos. Uh, what, what, you do God Cheeto? How, what, what, how, how do you even do God Cheeto? Yeah, uh, well, you know, uh, Rodney, uh, you know, I, I, I love the fact that um, I actually stumbled onto doing Don Cheeto because he had these commercials running during the Super Bowl back in 2003. Oh, uh, yes. And so someone wrote something, and they were like, uh, can you do Don Cheeto? I was like, will I get on the air? He said, yeah. I said, well, then I can uh, I can do Don Cheeto. <laughs> so, uh, you know, oftentimes uh, you, 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 find, you find your way, and that's what I did. So uh, there you have it, Don Cheeto. You can check out Don's new show. It's doing really well on Showtime. Uh, yeah. Lies, um, make sure that you realize Don, it's Don Cheeto, not Terrence Howard, because oftentimes people do that. They're like, oh, you're the black guy from Crash. I'm like, no, that's the other, that's Terrence Howard. It's Cheeto. You know what, Cheeto. What gets me about Don Cheeto and Terrence Howard, they treat them like they're interchangeable. Like, if you can't get Terrence Howard, go get Don Cheeto. If you can't get Don Cheeto, go get Terrence Howard. They don't even look alike. They don't look alike. That was, and it made it worse when they when they got rid of Terrence Howard for Iron Man and then brought Cheeto in. I, I Cheeto know, like, I know Cheeto. like a foot shorter. Right, right, exactly. But somebody said that to me. I was in a club recently, and I was I was at Rooster Teeth Brothers in Northern California. Oh, Bay Area. No, I know where Rooster Teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this this lady after the show, she's like, or during the show, she's like, you know who you look like. You look just like the guy from CSI, and I said, I said Gary Dordan. She said exactly. I said, you mean the 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 the, the light skin brother with the red hair and green, the green eyes? eyes? I said, I don't really? Like this dude, but then I, I was like, oh, oh, your wife. So you know, of course, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, resemble. Yeah. Uh, at least he didn't say, you know, you kind of resemble Flavor Flav, at least you're doing the Oh, Ooh, don't do that. Don't do that to the brother. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, last thing, if you could let us let us have a little quick chat with Denzel Washington, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, hey, you know, Rodney, uh, let me let me say it's it's been a pleasure knowing you for the better part of a decade. We, uh, we met at the Comedy Union way back when. Uh, you know, when it ends, ends, he, he was giving you some love. And, uh, and I, when I saw you diving on stage, doing cartwheels, I said, I like this kid. I like this kid. And he's, and he's doing things. He's going places. Boom. There you have it. <laughs> hey, y'all, uh, this is Rocky Perry. You're tuned in to Rocky Perry Live. We just got through talking to Dean Edwards. Check him out. His Twitter. He is at I am. Dean Edwards, that's I-A-M-D-E-A-N-E-D-W-A-R-D-S. And the website is DeanEdwards.net. Upcoming events, he's at Liberty Live. He's at the Rhinox Theater. Go to his website, check him out. Yeah. Hey, Dean, man, thank you, thank you for coming on, bro. Rodney, it's all love, man. It's always a pleasure. I'm glad you're doing your thing, bro. Keep doing your thing. Stay positive. Absolutely. Hey, 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 I'm going to do a show, Dean. I'm having all comics on, and we're telling road horror stories. Get oh, your road Get your road horror stories together, man, because oh, yeah. people don't know what we go through on the road. 
And uh, right, man, right, I, right. I, I would love for you to come on on that show, bro. Oh, definitely. I'm there. I'm there. You want to call? Hey, I am there, Rodney. Consider it. Uh, hey, man, thanks for coming on, bro. Pleasure, fam. I appreciate it. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, Dean. Hold on, Dean. I got a call for you. I got uh, Brandon okay. Perry. Brandon Perry wants to say hi. Brandon, you on with Dean Edwards. Hey, what's up, Unc? Hey, uh, what's hey. up? Good, Dean. I, I just wanted to call in, man, and, and, and just keep you, wanted to encourage you, man, just to keep the good work up, man. You too, Rodney. You know, I love, yeah. I love the show, man. We um friends on Facebook. That's how I found the link. Um, and, and real quick, to, to, just to touch on what y'all was saying, how like a lot of people don't see the the beginning of y'all stories. You know, it yeah. pays off. Cause it's funny, y'all yeah. do music, and I was glancing at Tupac's "Keep the Head Up" video. And I first seen yeah. that video, I'm like, dang, this girl with this with this sweater around her waist, she pretty. I was like, who is this chick? I didn't know that girl <laughs> name was Jada Pickett. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. I'm like, but back then, I'm 32. Like, back then, I was like, she is gorgeous. Like, who is that chick? I'm thinking she's some random chick. So right, 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 right. It, pay, it, it, it pays off, you guys. And just like how y'all were saying about... Kevin Hart, yeah, Kevin, a lot of people just getting hip to Kevin Hart. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, he's been I, doing it. He's been yeah. doing it, man. You know, being a, being a fly girl, man. Being a fly girl, it's just every every step, you guys. It's just it's just um, you know what I mean? Just just steps. So I just want to keep on keep on Florence, man, and 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 just keep taking steps. Don't stop. Keep working, you guys. Because all it's gonna take is that that one one. Script that one one um part is gonna take y'all over the edge, man. Hey, hey Brad, I appreciate that. Man. Definitely, definitely appreciate that, fam. All up. Yeah, you gotta get some bass in your voice, though, Brandon. Goddamn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was in, I was like, you said it's Brandon, not Brandy, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Dean, man, again, man, thanks for coming on today, man. Great interview. Lovely. Hey, y'all, 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 stay, stay right there. When when I come back, when I come back, I'm in a, I got I got this young buck. Yo, this this cat. Y'all y'all ain't ready for this. I, I I see the lights lighting up already. The girls is calling me. My shot. Up next, when Rodney Perry returns, it's Rodney Perry live, y'all. Y'all don't want none of this. Hi, this is Kim Nelson Ingram. Make sure you check out my show, The Help Desk, on Thursdays at 3 o'clock Eastern. That's noon in the West. On The Help Desk, we talk about anything and everything that's helpful, from fitness tips to finances to keeping things spicy in the kitchen and in the bedroom. Hit me up on Twitter at Kim Nelsing if you want to help or if you need some. That's K-I-M-N-E-L-S-I-N-G. Kim Nelsing. I'm Kim Nelson Ingram, and you're listening to Rodney Perry Live. What's up, world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Don't forget to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry with no spaces to 41411. That's Rodney Perry. Mash that thing together and text it to 41411. Now, back to the show. It's Rodney Perry. What up, y'all? It's time to really get it in, man. Uh, I became aware of this cat, man. First of all, I've been a fan for a long time, but what really popped him on my radar was his work he did on Lincoln Heights. But when I really started looking and really doing my research, because when I like somebody, I get my research on. I started doing my research, and and then I said, wait a minute, this dude ain't just an actor. This dude been getting it in. This one of the men... 
Let me tell y'all something. Y'all you little girls, listen, get close to your radio, because I got my shine on. What's up, my shine? Rod, what it do, man? What's going on? How you feeling, man? Man, I'm feeling wonderful. What's going on with you? Man, man, I'm I'm real good, bro. Thank you, first of all, for coming on the show, man. I, I'm I'm a huge fan. Uh, I, I, I was on your I was on your YouTube. But well, first of all, let me let me get into the business of this. Let me get into the business. I'm talking to Mike okay. Sean. Go to his website. That's MySean.net. That's M-I-S-H-O-N.net. Hit his Twitter. He's MySean. Don't, don't let me stop right there because he, he's all social media. He's got Facebook. Official MySean. He got YouTube. <laughs> That's also at MySean. I mean, dude, I, I love your business. And you know what I like more than that? I like your nickname, Young Hustle. What's that? <laughs> Tell me, man, how you get, how you get the nickname Young Hustle, and what is what is Young Hustle, man? Tell me what that is. I mean, well, first off, Rod, I appreciate you for having me on the show in the first place. And the nickname kind of came about, you know, just from the team around me, the people that are around me on a daily basis. They basically uh, observed how strong my work ethic is. And that's one thing uh-huh. for me, like, my work ethic has always been crazy. And they observed that, and, you know, the nickname kind of just came about, and they just started calling me Young Hustle. And I just, you know, I just took it on as a, a whole nother, you know, uh, alter ego. I, I love it, man. I, I think that's awesome. And, and you spoke to work ethic. I mean, that's one of the things that, that I talk about with my children all the time is, is work ethic because a lot of people want want this life for free. And when you see somebody on television right. – on a music video, it's not an accident. This, this stuff don't just happen uh, uh, magically. It takes a lot of hard work, man, and, and you've been putting that hard work in, okay. man. To, give me a glimpse of your journey up to this point. All right, I've been doing this. I've been doing music since I was – I've been singing all my life. I've been doing music since I was 10 years old. So, wow. you know, it definitely doesn't happen overnight, like you said, Music is my first passion, and acting was something that just came about. It was a blessing that was thrown upon me, and, you know, I took that on full force. But music has always been my first passion, and it's always something that I've I've been doing. Um, And I've learned many, many, many things, many valuable things, many things that make me even more valuable today than, you know, I was before just because of my passion and my drive and my work ethic at music and my craft. You know what I mean? I learned how to uh, write songs. Uh, I learned how to produce. I learned how to engineer, record myself. Uh, wow. Just, you know, a, a number of things. And I, I truly think it comes deeply from a genuine passion about, you know, something that you really love. So so you, you, you found your love very early on. It, it takes, you know, I had an opportunity to speak at a, a, a middle school the other day, 10-year-olds. And uh, that's okay. one of the things I tried to communicate to them is that, you know, one, one the work ethic, and two, uh, find that thing that you love. Find the, find the love of your life. You, you seem to have found that. And, and one of the things I tell my son all the time is, like, if, if you, 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 we're gifted in a lot of different ways. Like, you, you, you can sing. You're a great singer, but your singing created avenues for you to do other things like acting and, and things of that nature. Right. Like, how, how did Lincoln Heights come about? Because I think that's one of the, the best 
family dramas that we've seen in recent history, man. You guys did 42 incredible episodes. Thank Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Basically, I was, you know, I was 12 years old at the time, and I decided I wanted to branch out um, into other areas of entertainment. And uh, acting, you know, was one of those areas. So I got got with an agency. You know, they started sending me out on work. I did a couple commercials. The first commercial I did was like a LeBron James commercial. You know, they had the old LeBron, the you know the the swagged out LeBron, and then the young LeBron. I was the the baby LeBron in the background popping ah! in, uh, in the commercial. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. So that was me. Um, I did a couple other commercials, and then I came upon Lincoln Heights, which was a pilot at the time. So, you know, I ended up booking the pilot, obviously, and we filmed it, uh, and they picked it up. And they picked it up for 13 episodes. And I was, you know, having a conversation with my mom at the time. And I was like, wow, like, this is really happening. You know, this is just like a jump start. So um, I did that season. And then, you know, the ratings started going up. And then we did another season. And it was great. And then, you know, two more seasons after that. And, you know, that it, it just happened really, really well. And I think when I was on set, like, I just saw the drive in all my castmates and you know, the writers and all the executives, like, it really drove me to work even harder every single day. Like, this responsibility, like, I'm, imagine me, a, a 12, 13-year-old kid, you know, on a TV show, like, I'm, this is my first time acting, and, you know, people are really surprised at, you know, just the talent that I have on set, but it really came from being influenced by those that I'm around. And seeing, I mean, you know, y'all, had, y'all, had a great, y'all had a great cast, too, man. Russell Hornsby, Nicki Michaud, Erica Hubbard, oh, yes, sure. Ryan Brown, yeah. and, and you guys really yeah. had an incredible cast. I can only imagine yeah. what it was like being around Russell and Nicki every day because they're just dope to me. Oh, my God. It was really comedy. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> when I tell you they will break out into a full Broadway song, together doing a duet at any given moment like it's crazy and you know we had fun on set every day like we would always pull pranks on each other so that was a great part of being about being on that set like it was all stress-free it's fun now now my Sean, uh now for the for, for the ladies out there uh it's michael shante you just mashed it up created my Sean. um <laughs> You've been doing this. You've been doing this. Yeah, it's a mashup. <laughs> You've been doing this since you was ten years old. I, I can I can imagine that you know you going through the changes of life like any young man. Your voice is changing. Your vibe is changing. What you care about changing. I'm sure you know you was playing with Transformers, and now you know you you know you trying to get some Victoria's Secrets. <laughs> yeah, man, that's life. That's life. So what's it like having those major life transformations in front of the world, man? I mean, I think it's really cool for me, one, because I get to really express who I am and I really get to talk about things that, you know, uh, have happened to me. I get to tell my story, hoping that people relate to it, you know. Um, It's it's just always always a journey for me every single time I do go through a transformation. yeah, you know, I'm having a good time with this one. Now, now, you you got to talk to me about dorm room music, man, because you know, I think I think you know what? Why I think this is valid 
because no matter how old you are, whether you like me, a grown man, 41 years old, or if you 17, 16, you know, you can relate to dorm room music because all of us at one point of our life have lived in the dorm room, a dorm room. So what is dorm room music? Well, the concept came about basically uh, I just turned 19. I graduated high school. You know, I'm right in that area where um, me and my peers are either graduating high school or going to, you know, going to college, going to live in the dorms for freshman year or whatever. Um, so basically the concept came about was, you know, trying to relate my life with all of, you know, my peers' peers' lives, basically telling the experience that I'm going through at this moment in time you know, talking about some of the things that possibly they can relate to, just telling my story, really. Like, with this album, I really got to take the front driver's seat and, you know, really put a lot of my own words and tell my story from my perspective and, you know, say a lot of things that I wanted to say in different ways that haven't been said yet. So I'm really excited about, you know, people's responses and them getting to learn a lot more about me. And I definitely felt like this, if if any time, this was the time, you know what I mean, to really, yeah. like I said, if you have a passion for something, you got to you gotta take it, man. So, you know, this is this is my time right now, Dormo Music. I, lo- I love it, man. We're going to play one of your joints before we get off the air today. But, but what I want to talk about is what do it feel like to go viral, man? You had this song that just, Blew up, went crazy, and you was hollering at, you wanted to holler at the girl, what's the, the mama song? What's what that with that? Because I, I, I didn't even realize that was you. My, hey, you know, got crazy. A, I recorded a million hits. <laughs> I recorded that song when I was 13 years old. and Get out of here. It, in the studio, and it leaked, like, within the next, couple months, you know, this is around that time when leaking was really bad and it was really happening at that time. It leaked, and I don't know, everybody thought it was Chris Brown, um, and it blew up and it got millions of hits, and, you know, there was kind of the there was kind of the argument between my Sean and Chris Brown, and that's where it all started. Um, and for me, so like, y'all, y'all, had, to, y'all had beef? It, was, it wasn't no beef attached to it, huh? No, 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 it was it, it was absolutely zero beef. No, it wasn't no beef. Like I met Chris and Chris was cool. He was like, "Yeah, I like your work," and I was like, "Thanks, man, I appreciate it." So you know what I'm saying? Like it was it was all love, but just for me to even be compared to somebody that has been so successful in a realm that I've been working at, you know what I'm saying? It's it's it means a lot to me. You know, it wasn't it wasn't no beef. It wasn't nothing bitter at all. So um, I was really excited about that. And, you know, I got the chance to do the video, you know, Kiki Palmer playing the lead girl, you know. Uh, so I was kind of flagged out on that point. You know I'm about to ask you about that, dog, because <laughs> the name of the song is Excuse Me, Mama. The video looks incredible. It's a beautiful-looking video. And you you kill it. You do it all, man. You're such a, you're such a multi-talented cat, man. You dance, you sing, and, and you really murder this song, man. This thing goes by. Yeah, I appreciate it. Kiki Palmer in the video, you know, was it any love connection, dog? Can I ask? I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm like Uncle Randy. Go ahead, throw it. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just, I'm going to just leave it at Kiki Palmer in the video. 
And uh, we had a, we had a great time. The energy and the chemistry was incredible. <laughs> um, chemistry was incredible as always, and uh, you know it's, it's always great working together. But um, hey, yeah, you know what? Mama, you know why I asked you fun. that? You know why I asked you that? Because I saw her looking in your eyes, gazing. You saw that? I saw that. Oh, whoa! I was like, hey. Uh, now, now either yeah, he, I think. No, I said, I said, me, I said, my shine ain't that good of an actor. He's doing something over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, man. You, you, I, I think that's a great video, man. Now, now, let's break down this concept on this new joint, man. The name of the song is the, 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 Victoria Secret. Now, you know, I'm a grown right. man. When I, when I saw the title, I'm in. Basically, I wanted to, it kind of has a double meaning. I wanted to express, for one, the obvious. (laughs) And for two, I wanted people to get out of me, you know, if I really see a girl and I really, there's something about her, it's a mystique, it's just an aura about her that makes me really want to know deeper than the surface. It really makes me want to know the her world around her, what she's been through and you know what I'm saying and where she's going. And that's basically Victoria's secret. I wanna know all the secrets. You know you know what I what I appreciate too is that I think we kinda of lose it in today's music is you don't have to be overt to talk about adult subjects. And the fact that you took the time out to create some innuendo is it's right. dope to me. I, I appreciate that because I can listen to this song and I don't have to explain to my four-year-old what, you know, a hot ass means, you know, because it's in the lyrics, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, right. I, I can listen to Victoria's right. Secret and she not know what's going on. So I really appreciate that. It's Storm Room Music. You can pick it up right now. His name is right Mike Sean. Mike Sean, you can get this yes, point sir. right now. I got it on my iTunes. You need to have it on yours. Uh, his website, MikeShawn.net. His Twitter, he's at MikeShawn. His Facebook is official, MikeShawn. Go check his YouTube. You got so many great things on your YouTube, man. And I think that your generation is really maximizing what YouTube is. I mean, you got your listening parties on there. You got a day in the life on there. I mean, I think you're really doing an incredible job. How important is is network marketing for you, man, and, and the whole Internet? Extremely important. I feel like if somebody, if people don't have really, to, especially in today's days, people don't have anything to connect with, you know, somebody they love, an artist that, you know, they want to learn about, you know, it's it's really hard to make that connection, especially since the world is it's it's so easy right now just because of the you know, the world wide web. Like it's it's such a vast um market, you know, really just to put yourself out there and I feel like why not? This next generation is really about technology, you know, my generation, so I'm really taking full advantage and, you know, setting an example for everybody else. So if you haven't seen it, go check me out. Like you said, on YouTube, Dorm Room Music. If you ain't got iTunes, you can check it out on Amazon. Dorm Room Music, baby. Yeah. Hey, my shot, man. I'm about to play uh, Victoria's Secret, man. Can you introduce this song for me, man? And we're going to close out the show, bro. Yo, what it do? This is my shine chilling with my boy Rodney Perry, and this is Victoria's Secret. Uh-huh. <laughs> Y'all kind of fly. 
Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.